Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Now, we all know that fitness and exercise contribute to our personal health and, you know, just our overall well-being. However, what's best for us can really differ from one person to another and depending on the individual's health circumstances and their desired outcome. Well, my next guest, Gary Brown, is an ex-professional rugby player with Leinster and Ireland and a chartered physiotherapist with personalhealth.ie. Gary, thanks so much for coming in. Good to be back. Thanks for having me. Um, I, I'm dying to get stuck into this because um, I'd be... I would be big into health and fitness yeah. and my health and fitness probably suffered a little since I had um, a baby because yeah. I don't have as much time to devote to it. So I'm really interested in kind of honing in on what's most beneficial <laughs> in the shortest amount of time. Okay. So I think there's plenty of discussions. Um, I know that you spoke to Jen about strength training before, didn't you? Yeah. I think it's important to talk about that because a lot of people... Um, not that they poo-poo strength training, but a lot of women are scared of getting bulky and sure. they don't know, is that better for your health or cardio? You know, what would your view be on it? Okay, so we need both. When we look at our health span or lifespan, there's two predictors of how they'll go. One is our strength, how strong we are. Okay. And the second is our, our, our VO2 max, how high our VO2 max is. And a VO2 max is a, is a test of our cardiorespiratory uh, fitness so our, our cardio so we need to be addressing both on a weekly basis so trying to g- incorporate some sort of strength training and then trying to incorporate some sort of cardio each week is optimal and how would somebody test that the vo2 max yeah so you get on a bike or a treadmill and we put a mask on you and we do this in the clinic and we basically ramp you up so you start off nice and easy nice and slow it gets a little bit harder what we're trying to do is get you to take in as much much oxygen as you possibly can for about anywhere between 12 to 15 minutes and that gives us then how much oxygen you've totally taken in while your heart and lungs are under under stress and then we compare that to your age group I think I'd be crap let's get you in I, th- I honestly would be you'd terrified be about how bad I'd be no you'd be surprised honestly if you're if you're generally you know trying to exercise on a weekly basis getting things done you'd be surprised we'll get I, you in. I think I'm strong yeah but I, th- I think I'm, um, my cardio has always, I've always struggled with cardio. Okay, well, the thing about strength training is the difference between the two of them as well. When you do strength training, you're actually going to improve your cardiorespiratory fitness as well. Whereas if you do only cardio, yes, you're working the muscles that are doing the activity and you're working your heart and lungs, but you're not necessarily getting stronger. So okay. strength training is actually like a, a two for one. That's why it's, it's so important. So if you... You shouldn't choose one above the other, but you should absolutely be doing strength training. Yes. Okay, okay. What type of cardio is best for fitness? Like, is there one that would sit above the rest or does it depend from person to person? Yeah, it does depend from person to person. Okay. individuals. So if you and I had to go for a run and we go to the same speed, you might find it very easy in your heart and lungs where I might find it very taxing and be breathing a lot harder. So it's very individual and it's trying to... the, The key to it all is trying to find a type of exercise that works your heart and lungs, gets you out of breath, but that you enjoy. That is not a, you don't dread it when you're thinking about it and you can do it, you know, repeatedly throughout your week. So trying to find a form of exercise that doesn't hurt you, that you enjoy and that taxes your heart and lungs would be ideal. So say, say we both went for a run. Yeah. Now this could be a stupid question, but just indulge me. (laughs) Say we both went for a run and I really struggled. 
can it just be that the exercise doesn't suit me or am I just unfit? Probably. I'm just unfit. I don't want to say that. Okay, but that's what you wanted, but that's the truth. No, probably it it could be a good thing. It's taxing your heart and lungs. Now, if it's causing you pain in your joints and stuff, that's different. Okay. But if it's taxing your heart and lungs, it's probably a good thing for you. Okay. And if you don't mind it and it's not, I don't want to ever do this again, then that's something that's probably good for you. What's the singing test thing? The singing test is, so if you, it's like a conversation test. So if you can hold a conversation while you're exercising, you're at a moderate activity. Okay. activity. Okay, so that would tell you if you're just not working hard enough, basically. Yeah, exactly. And that's a good, again, it's a good thing because there's, there's different types of cardio training we're doing. We're doing a, a moderate low level, which is walking for a lot of people or running, but you can hold a conversation. That's at a lower zone of our, of our heart rate zones. It's a lower zone, which is really, really important. Then at the other end, up at the sort of the, the heart rate zone five is where we're really breathing hard and fast and we can't hold a conversation. We need to do both. We need to try and incorporate both. So, so, But is there a certain amount of time you need to be in zone five? Zone five, very short. Like it's very short bouts of exercise because you can't maintain the speed. Or That's, the I was going to say, does that mean like if I can't stay in zone five for my whole training session? No, no, no. You want to do that really short and sharp. Okay. You're talking 10 to 30 seconds of work, trying to get into that high heart rate. Then you rest and then you repeat, which is kind of known as high intensity interval training. So how... Ha- this is a very broad question, but how much exercise do we actually need? So, because people are short on time, people lead busy lives, but obviously we need to, you know, take good care of our health. So how much is ideal? So the general guidelines would be 150 minutes per week of moderate, what we're talking about there, just getting a little bit out of breath. Or okay. 60 to 75 minutes of vigorous activity where we're getting breathing faster, breathing harder. You can break that up any way you want throughout the okay. week. So you could do five days of 30 minutes, for example, or you could look at your week and say, right, the start of my week is very busy. So I'm going to push a bit of it, most of it to the end, to, towards the weekend or vice versa. And what, is there any negative negativity to saying, oh, Saturday morning's the only time I've got 75 minutes? No, like just get out there and, and do as much as you possibly can okay. of, of that. You know, you don't, when you're going to like vigorous activity, Certainly going past an hour could be very stressful on the body. So you want to try and break it up. But if you're only get, if you can only have a Saturday trying to get as much done as you can, you know, because there are time commitments. Everyone's got busy lives and stuff. So trying to just see what works for you and building on it. Like, all right, next Saturday, I'm going to go and do something, deliberately go and plan exercise. I'm going to get my heart rate up, start there. And then the following week, can you, can you get it in somewhere else? Or can okay. you just repeat it on a Saturday for a while? At least you're doing something. What about if you have an injury? So what about if your your ankles at you or your knees are at you and you need to get that cardio in? What what are the alternatives? So it really depends on the injury and the individual. But if you have, let's say, an ankle or a knee injury and running, let's say, for example, is hurting them, then you just switch it up for biking, swimming, something that's going to get your heart and lungs working but isn't affecting the joint or joints. So okay. just moving around like say you're in a gym moving around to different pieces of equipment and seeing does this hurt yes it does okay I'm going to try this it's that simple it's that simple it's just trying to find something that doesn't cause you discomfort and pain okay okay Uh, what if we look at a few different circumstances Mm -hmm. maybe you could advise each case sure okay Okay. somebody who suffers from back pain okay so back pain is complex it's very individual again but the main thing my husband's pain, an awful moan about the back pain really yeah it's yeah. really common it's really common and it's, and it's quite psych- psychological as well in terms of it's very draining mentally you're constantly thinking about it 
the main thing with back pain is to move and it's kind of sounds counterintuitive but we need to move when we've got back pain the the natural inclination is to lie on the couch and mm. rest it up and guard it we need to move so the other thing with back pain as well is a lot of back pain comes because we're not moving the joints around the back correctly like our, our arms and shoulders and our hips so trying to understand the difference between your hips moving and your lower back moving. Pilates is great for that because the uh, good Pilates instructor will teach you how to move your hips and your arms while holding the, the core muscles or the muscles that protect the back, keeping okay. them engaged as you move your limbs. So Pilates for back pain? I would recommend Pilates for back pain. What about somebody who might suffer with weak knees? Weak knees is strengthen up the legs. So you want to strengthen up the thigh muscles at the front and the back, the quads and the hamstrings and the bum muscles around the hip. So you want to get them stronger and okay. then also looking downstream at the, the, the lower leg, the calf muscles and getting some ankle strengthening in, in the ankle and the arches. The good thing about that is you don't have to do a load of exercises. Two or three exercises will do that for you. Oh. And you don't need a load of you know, equipment either. You can do just your body weight and just trying to get stronger through your own body weight. And then you can move on to... Uh, dumbbells or machines or things like that but trying to get the legs stronger will certainly help uh, you mentioned the ankles there that's my that's yeah. my weak spot and do you do do you do single leg or I do but it's like it's mortifying like In if I it, well because I fall all over the place okay, I'm yeah, wibbly wobbly wonder it's yeah. really really bad yeah they roll in okay. um and I have been known to just randomly fall okay because yeah. so they just they just give way from underneath me. Yeah, so at home, just doing sing like barefoot, take off the shoes, do some single leg exercises okay. will really help because without the shoes, then you're really challenging the foot and the ankle to get stable. Okay, and it's that basic. Yeah, just got to do it consistently. Do it okay, it's over consistency. And over. See, that's yeah, it. That's the hard part. What about people who struggle with weight management? So weight management, there's a lot of things going on with weight management that we have to look at. Overall, when we're looking to, let's say, lose weight, we've got to look at the, the equation of calories in, how much food and drink we're taking in mm -hmm. versus calories out. Okay. How much energy are we expending? So first of all, look and trying to control the, the calories in, and that's where nutrition is key. But then looking at the other side of the equation, the, the energy that you're burning up throughout the day, trying to move as much as you possibly can. So taking stairs, parking further away from the shop, Strength training is is super in that when we strength train, we raise our basal metabolic rate, which is a you know, fancy way of saying how many calories we burn when we're lying on the couch. So when you start doing tr strength training, your metabolic rate goes up. So your the strength work that you've done is actually working for you when you're doing nothing. So what I'm hearing from that is if you've got a desk job yeah. and you're sitting at a desk all day, doing strength training would be very beneficial because when you're sitting at the desk you're going to be burning more calories you're burning more calories yes yeah okay I'm straight in to pick up the weights <laughs> individuals who are at a later stage of life yeah so because uh, it can be scary I think absolutely yeah absolutely uh, so when we hit 30 after we hit 30 we lose our muscle mass at a rate of 8% per decade and that accelerates after 60 Wow. Yeah, so strength training is really important. And when we look at the elderly, falls is a, is a huge, huge problem. And there's a, we have a high rate of falls in Ireland, worldwide as well, but in Ireland. Unfortunately, falls can be fatal. And the problem is, not only does a person not have the strength, but they don't have the reaction and the speed and the balance. So if you were to walk outside and trip and fall, because you're relatively strong and fit, you'll, you'll have the reactions to try and break the fall. 
plus you'll be able to get back up from the ground. So strength training is really important. So is balance and training, reactivity and agility. And then for the elderly as well, it's to try and get their cardiorespiratory fitness up just simply by walking, trying to keep a step count, trying to move more. And then also the, the social connection. So trying to get into classes is really important for the elderly as well because they, you know, they want to chat and meet new people, have a bit of fun. So I would say strength training and balance and reactivity is really important. It's really good advice. Um, Something I love to talk about because I love it uh, is stretching. Mm Mm-hmm. I for me, um, it's kind of like a version of meditating. I yeah, just, l- I really, really love a good stretch. Um, but I think a lot of people forget about. Stre- I, I frequently, if I'm in the gym, would see people coming in, banging straight into the weights, and then going home. Yeah. Not a stretch in sight. Yeah. And I'm like, not only is it bad for you, but I'm like, you're missing out on the joy of the yeah. stretch. I love the yeah. stretch. Good. Yeah, and it, that is a problem because we. When we go to the gym, we want to get the work to get into the hard stuff because that gives us the the feeling that we're working hard and we get those endorphins going. As long as your body is warm, your body temperature is up and you feel that you're primed and ready to go for, for the strength training or whatever you're doing, you're good to go. And as you touched on it there, there is that sort of meditative mindfulness approach to stretching when you do it correctly. So for that, I'd recommend people do it when they're in a relaxed environment. So if you're watching... Netflix at home you're nice and relaxed say right for the first five minutes of the episode I'm going to pick one or two stretches I'm going to stretch out and then in terms of time like the research is mixed in terms of how long we should hold stretches but as you touched on there a great way to actually time your stretching is to go with your breath so actually concentrating on deep breaths and do five to ten deep breaths while you're holding the stretch and then move on yeah and then I would always try to increase each time I, the the length I'm in the stretch for, and that's fine. That's completely fine. Because I'm time a and you enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there a source that people can find out more as to like what exercise might be best for them? Generally, the guidelines are are pretty consistent when you when you Google. Okay. Because generally, people aren't selling unless they're selling a product or service where they're going to kind of bias what they what they do. But the general okay. guidelines, you go into WHO, HSC, ACSM. These these resources are really consistent. Uh, and I also say to people as well, if I can leave my email here as well, if anyone does have a couple of questions, just drop us an email. And what about sports? Because um, I think that's probably how a huge amount of people are getting their exercise in, like playing a game of football or tennis. Or um, My mum got mad into tennis um, in the past couple of years and it's just been incredible for her. Um, as you said, it's not just a social thing. It's the you're getting the fitness yeah. in and so many things about it. Are they as good as going to the gym or? Yeah, because it depends on the sport, but usually a sport will get your heart rate up, but it's so distracting because you're enjoying the sport. Exactly. So it's a brilliant way to, to train your cardiorespiratory fitness. Brilliant. That's why dance is great. Dance is brilliant. Absolutely. And that's another thing if people don't like, you know, running or the gym is to try and find something that you'll that you'll enjoy, like dancing, self-defense classes, uh, jujitsu, things like that are going to work your heart rate and you're going to enjoy it more and you're going to go back. And that's the main thing is that some find something that you'll go back to conti- continuously. So if you're not enjoying the gym or the idea of going for a run in the park is something that you dread, do sit down, give it a, a little bit of thought, find something 
that you think, do you know what, I, I might actually enjoy a self-defense class or uh, I, I am going to pick up gymnastics or yeah. and get it in that way. Yeah, exactly. Or talk to a friend. A friend might be up for it as well or a colleague in work. You know, let's try this out. Mightn't like it, but at least we try. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Gary, thanks so much for coming in to chat. Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leiahealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always.